You're listening to The Thriving Nurse Podcast. This is episode 192, Claim Your Identity as an Amazing Nurse. Did you know your nursing dream job is out there? But it's not something you find, it's something you create. And I can show you how. I'm Abby Sanchez and I'm a life coach for nurses. Using my experience at the bedside, along with my psychology degree, I help nurses build confidence, manage overwhelm, and fall in love or back in love with being a nurse. So come along with me and I'll help you create the career and life you crave. You ready? Let's go. What makes up your identity? Like if you were introducing yourself to someone, they're like, tell me about yourself. Maybe you've done that. Maybe you have like a dating profile where you've had to like write a little blurb about who you are as a person. What kinds of things do you say in that? Or what comes to your mind easily? So what got me thinking about this was the other day, my daughter was doing some watercolor paintings and she came up to me in the kitchen and handed me this sopping wet piece of paper that she had been painting on. And she was like, mom, do you think I'm an artist? And I was like, yeah, like this is a beautiful picture. And she was like, yeah, I think I'm an artist because my personality is that I like to do art. And I, of course, like, you know, kind of chuckled to myself because that was such a cute answer. But at the same time, I was like, isn't that so fascinating that she was able to just give herself that identity? I'm an artist. And it wasn't because she's sold professional paintings. It wasn't because she went to art school. It wasn't because she has a booth down at a farmer's market where people come by and buy her artwork. It was just because she made a painting and she enjoyed doing it. And so I started to think about how we put these rules around our identity. Like, am I allowed to call myself an artist? Or am I allowed to call myself a nurse? Am I allowed to call myself a runner? Am I allowed to call myself a feminist? Am I allowed to call myself whatever it may be, right? Like we have this idea of what does it mean to be that thing? And have I met the criteria to be able to claim that label? Right, so let's take the nurse example because all of us are... The majority of you here listening are nurses, right? That's who this podcast is created for, though everyone's welcome here. Did you have in your mind, like as you were going through nursing school, once I graduate from nursing school and once I pass the NCLEX and get a job, then I'll be a nurse. That's kind of the general criteria that most of us have, right? It's like, I need to graduate, get my degree, pass the licensing exam and get a job. And now I'm officially a nurse. But it's so fascinating to me because for so many of us, once we got to that point, it still felt weird to call ourselves a nurse. Did it feel weird for you for a while? Or maybe you felt like that imposter syndrome where it was like, I kind of feel like I'm lying to my patients when I say I'm a nurse because I really don't know what I'm doing or I still have so much to learn or I feel so uncomfortable with all of this. And so it was just interesting to me to think like we have all this criteria for when you're allowed to give yourself a label 
or take on something as part of your identity. But then often when we do check those boxes, we still think we're not enough. We still think we can't claim that identity. And so what I was thinking about with this is that it's really not about any of that external stuff. Like we think it is, right? We think it's about checking those boxes to be able to call ourselves a nurse, but it's not. It's about what's going on inside of us, what we're thinking about ourselves, what we believe the criteria is. And sometimes we change the criteria, but you're allowed to intentionally decide what your identity is. And you could decide to take on different parts of your identity that maybe before you've been withholding from yourself, like dangling it in front of you, like a carrot in front of a horse. That's like, well, once you get to this point, then you can have the carrot. But then once you get there, the carrot keeps moving, right? And you're just like constantly trying to get to it. But you don't have to do that to yourself anymore because so many of these things that we want in our identity it's totally up to you how you define it. Okay, so let me give you some examples of this. This was something I was talking to a friend about the other day. So I was telling her about what Evelyn had said, and then we were talking about how we have thought about the identity of being a runner. And she was like, it's so funny because you have said, she actually heard me say on the podcast before, that I don't consider myself a runner but I had ran a half marathon. And so she was like, that's so crazy to me. Like, you'll be like, oh, I'm not a runner, but I ran a half marathon. And to her, that was like major, like you have checked the boxes to consider yourself a runner now, right? But in my mind, I had different criteria. I was like, no, I think being a runner means you enjoy it. Like you crave running. You know how there are people like that who are like, I just can't wait to get out there and run. Or I haven't ran in a week and it's killing me. Like you feel jittery to go running. And in my mind, that's like, that's when you're a runner, when you crave it, when you're passionate about, when you love it, when you're like, I'm willing to pay so much money to sign up for all these races to go run because it's like my thing. I love running. And I was like, I'm not at that point. And so I'm not a runner. But as we were talking about it, I was like, we could put whatever criteria we want on that. And she was saying how for her, she started running more consistently. And she was like, even though I wasn't running what she would consider to be long distances, she was running consistently and she started to nurture that belief. I'm a runner because I'm running. Right? Like there's no set rule out in the universe that it's like, you have to be able to run a 10K without stopping before you can call yourself a runner. There's no rule like that. We just have all these arbitrary rules in our mind before we allow ourselves to claim our identity. But I could be like, you know what? When my husband says there's ice cream in the freezer, I run to the freezer. <laughs> so I am a runner. You could just decide whatever rules you want for it. And you could be like, I'm a runner. Just like my daughter was like, I painted this watercolor picture and I liked it. And so I'm an artist. So what areas in your life are you not letting yourself step into an identity that you want? 
You're like, I want to believe I'm a good nurse, right? I want to believe I'm a runner. I want to believe I'm an athlete. I want to believe I'm organized. I want to believe I'm responsible. I want to believe I'm a good friend. There's all these different things that we want to take on as part of our identity. But what are those subconscious criteria that you can bring into your awareness and then decide intentionally, do I want to keep that criteria? I hear people say a lot of times in coaching, I am such a procrastinator. I always wait till the last second to do my assignments or to pack for a trip. I'm just a procrastinator. So they've made that their identity. But we don't have to. We don't have to keep those beliefs about ourselves. Just like you can take on those parts of your identity that feel more positive to you, those parts that feel negative that you don't want to keep, you're allowed to let go of. So we could question that. We could be like, okay, you say you wait till the last minute on everything. Is that even true? For every assignment in nursing school, if it was due at midnight, did you log on at 11.59 to write on the discussion board or whatever and then submit it right at the last minute? Probably not. And then they might say, you know, well, I did it this, the day it was due, just a few hours before. It's like, okay, well, let's just realize that's not waiting till the last minute. And maybe that's not even a problem. Maybe we're labeling it as procrastination when really it's just you like the motivation of a deadline. Or you're really good at figuring out what needs to be done when. So you weren't doing that assignment last week because it didn't need to be done last week. And you had other things that needed to be done at that time. So maybe instead of calling yourself a procrastinator, you could call yourself someone who's really good with time management. And that's gonna totally impact when that becomes your identity, when you're like, oh my gosh, all these years I thought I was a procrastinator and now I'm starting to believe I'm an expert with time management. It totally impacts how we show up in our lives. And then we find more examples of that. Like, look at how good I just managed my time, right? I just got my patient their last med five minutes before I was due. And now instead of making that mean I always do things at the last minute, it's like, oh no, look at, I had, I had five minutes to spare. I'm so good at managing my time. I got to all my patients and got them what they needed right on time. So you get to decide the criteria you put around those things. Now, I know you might be thinking, yeah, for some things, right? Like for being a good friend or a procrastinator or an athlete, like we can see how those are more ambiguous. But how I talked about with nursing you might think there are hard and fast rules for when you can call yourself a nurse, right? When you can consider yourself a nurse. So what would those rules be? So like we just said, you know, I have to graduate from nursing school. I have to pass the NCLEX and get a job. But maybe that's not true either. Now, yes, to be a practicing nurse, there are some legal things that need to happen Right? Like I'm not saying just don't 
get your licensing exam, like don't do all of that and apply for jobs telling them that you are a nurse and you have those things. Like, yes, we have to have certain things in place to be working as a nurse. But you could believe long before that, that you are a nurse. You just haven't passed the NCLEX yet. I don't know if many of you here are still in nursing school, but if you are, try making that part of your identity now. I'm a nurse. You're at your clinicals. You're doing nursing work. You're a nurse at heart. That's already you. You already have that as part of your identity. And now you're going to finish school and take the NCLEX and find a job and all of that still. But you can believe you're a nurse ahead of time. And if you start believing it now, my bet is you're going to have a lot less imposter syndrome once you get to that position where you actually are practicing as a nurse. You're in your first job then it's not going to feel so weird when you finally say out loud, I'm your nurse today. It doesn't have to feel so weird to you because you've been believing it all along. You're allowed to believe whatever you want to about yourself right now. You could believe that you're rich. I feel like a lot of people have in their identities, like we grow up with a certain belief around who we are financially and what's possible for us financially and how we should live. Like you might believe I'm, I'm just like, I'm a middle-class person who has some money or maybe you believe money is really tight and money's really scarce. It's hard to get money. I'm not the kind of person who gets money. You could challenge your beliefs around that. How is it true that you're rich right now? Instead of having this arbitrary criteria in your mind, let's get awareness over what that is first, right? It's kind of fun to realize, oh, these were the rules I made for someone who's allowed to call themselves rich. They have to have paid off their house or they have to have this number in the bank or this has to be how much they make per year. Like we have all these ideas and we're not even aware of them sometimes. But if you just stop and list them out, this is what I think it means to be someone who's rich, who can put that as their identity. Then all of a sudden it feels kind of silly, right? And we see all these exceptions around us. We're like, oh, but I've always considered this person rich and they don't meet all this criteria. Or this this is just kind of silly, right? What if that's not what it means to be rich? What if I'm already rich? And then it's really fun to start noticing that. To notice the abundance you have in your life. To notice how there's more than enough. To notice how privileged you are. So that's a really fun one. Go ahead and start believing you're rich. Go ahead and start believing you're an amazing nurse. A lot of you now are maybe to the point, like if you've been a nurse for a while, you're like, I can believe I'm a nurse. But believing I'm an amazing nurse is a stretch. That doesn't feel like part of my identity. What if you question that? What does it mean to be an amazing nurse? Does it mean you never have questions? That you know what to do in every situation? 
that you have all the policies memorized, you are never late on a med, list out that criteria and then notice if you even want to keep that criteria. And then decide intentionally, what's the criteria I want to set for being an amazing nurse? Maybe you could have been believing you're an amazing nurse from day one. It just depends what criteria you choose to set. But from day one, you could choose being an amazing nurse means you value safety. Whenever you have a question, you find the answer so you can move forward safely. You care about your patients, that you do your best, that you look up policies. Maybe you could have been believing you're an amazing nurse since your first day on the job. So don't dangle all these things, those parts of your identity that you're like, someday I want to become an amazing nurse. I want to become rich. I want to become an athlete. I want to become someone who's organized. Just decide that you are that right now and make it believable for yourself by choosing how you define that identity. It's totally up to you. But the cool thing is that once you start believing it and taking that on as your identity, then you get some momentum going. Then it's like, oh yeah, I'm an expert with time management. And you start showing up, managing your time just a little bit better. Or when you believe you're rich, you start taking care of your money a little bit better. Or when you believe you're an athlete, then you get out and move your body a little bit more. Or when you believe you're an amazing nurse, you show up with more confidence. You ask more questions, you look up more policies, you volunteer to take on more challenging situations or go observe and learn from other people. Then you create that identity even more within yourself. But you've got to start by believing it first. All right, my friends. So in Bold Nurse Society, you Bold Nurse Society members, Bring that to me in coaching. Let me know who are you wanting to become? What parts of your identity are you wanting to claim? And let's take on that identity now and start becoming that person now. All right, have a beautiful week. I'll talk to you later. Take care.